Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Hot podcast. This is episode 73 for the second of Adar Aleph in a leap year. And today we are going to be debunking a very widespread notion, which I don't know if it was started by Freud or perpetuated by Freud, but it's it's very, even nowadays, it's uh, it's a very commonly held belief, which is this idea that repression is a very, very bad thing. And that anytime you have a thought, anytime you have an impulse, this is something that should be indulged. This is an expression and manifestation of who you are, and you need to be true and real to yourself. And this is unfortunately an extremely destructive idea, an extremely destructive theory that has led to breakups of marriages, families, lives, all kinds of horrible things. And it's actually the polar opposite of the ultra way of thinking, which as we'll learn is literally that repression does have a place and it can actually be a very, very positive thing. So why is this? Well, so we, we kind of learned about this a little bit before when we talked about the two different souls, the animal soul and the godly soul, right? So it's, it's, we're complex as human beings. And so when we say like, we want to be true to ourselves, to our, uh, be authentic and all of that, it's like, what are we really talking about here? Because we know that we don't really have one authentic self. We have our animal self, we have our godly self, and they're constantly at war and they're constantly fighting. And if anything, our true self is really more the godly self. And we learned about previously, you can go back into previous episodes to listen to this, that even the animal soul, the animal soul too, ultimately wants you to overcome it and wants you to harness it. It's waiting for you to harness it, waiting for you to have the godly soul come in and take charge. So, and then the other thing to recognize about this is that when we say that we have control over our thoughts, something that we kind of talked about previously already, is that this is true insofar as how we want to indulge our thoughts, if we want to act upon our thoughts. But the initial thought that comes into our mind is not something that we necessarily have control over. We are constantly getting bombarded with impulses and thoughts and feelings and emotions and all kinds of things like that, that are coming to us from all over the place. So what we really have to recognize is become a little bit more conscious as beings and and realize where are these thoughts coming from? Is this a thought that is truly a, manifest, a manifestation of the real me? Or is it something which is not a manifestation of the real me? So like as an example, a child might see like an electrical outlet or something like that. And it looks really shiny. It looks really, really exciting. And they want to touch it. You know, they want to go over and it looks great. And that is a true feeling that they have is this really, really true feeling. Does that mean it's a good thing? No, right? There is a place for the parent to come in and be and slap their finger and say, no, that's really dangerous. Or the stove is on and the, it's hot and it's red and it looks really pretty. And the, the child wants to go over and touch the red 
thing. And sometimes the parent has to go over and be like, no, that that's actually not good for you. So this is happening to us all the time is that we get bombarded with these thoughts. These impulses come to us and we as humans, what we, uh, what our power is, is to recognize these thoughts for what they are, take them by the reins and be like, hold on a second. I'm not going to let you take control over me. I want to see if I'm going to let you in, if I'm not going to let you in. And what the Ultra about is going to talk about in today's section is really about rejoicing in this ability that we have in really not getting down and negative about ourselves when we have thoughts that are inappropriate or destructive or negative in some way. Uh, and they might like be very distracting, you know, you're in the middle of working and then you start thinking of all kinds of things like who knows what, you know, so we shouldn't get down and out about this, these thoughts that we have, but in fact, we should rejoice in the ability that we have to control our thoughts and in the fact that we don't, every single time we don't act on a negative thought and we don't act on a negative impulse, this is something that should be celebrated. So the focus of what the ultra really talks about here is thoughts that are sexual in nature, because this is maybe a little bit of a taboo subject sometimes, but it's something that's very real. And it's like people say that it's more of an issue for men, but you see women fall into all kinds of affairs and relationships that are not good for them, that are inappropriate and things like that. So I think it really applies to everybody that there is, again, there's kind of like this sense in modern day culture that if you feel attracted to somebody and you're drawn to a certain person, you have to go explore that. You have to go explore that unrequited love. Maybe that person in the office is really your true soulmate instead of your spouse who's at home and you'll never know unless you really indulge in it. And this is so anti-Torah. This is so anti-Tanya. It's not at all what God wants of us and it's not at all being true to ourselves at all. And again, as we'll learn as we get deeper into the Tanya and we're going to start focusing in on it today, we will come to understand that our true self is not that impulse and that desire and that initial feeling that we have and that attraction to the person or whatever it is, it's actually our ability to control ourselves. That is who, what makes us who we are. And that is what makes us so special as people. So let's get into the text and let's see how the altar breaks it down in his words. So here we are, we're in chapter 27. And so now the altar says, now if the sadness, so we were talking about sadness in yesterday's chapter. So you can go back and listen to that. It was a whole chapter all about sadness, why it's bad, different ways of getting sad or whatever. And we ended off with sadness over existential things and like sadness over a person's spiritual standing and self-worth. Like if a person starts to get sad or anxious about where they're holding on a spiritual level. So now the altar says, if the sadness is not about that, it's like, it's not that a person is sad over the sins that they did, but rather they are getting these negative thoughts and these negative desires, these, um, these destructive desires that fall into their thoughts. I think it's interesting here, just as a little side point that the wording that the altar says is float fall like these thoughts fall into their minds so it's it really is like these thoughts fall upon you it's not something that you have control over the initial thought that you have it just fell into your lap so to speak but what you do with it is really what you have control over so then the altar says that if these thoughts fall upon a person while they are not serving God, like they're not actively serving God but rather you know they're busy with their business or going about their daily life or 
things like that, then not only should you not be sad about these things, like you shouldn't say to yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm such a disgusting person. Like, why am I thinking about these kind of things? But rather you should be really happy with your lot. Why? Because you should be happy that even though you're getting these kinds of thoughts that are really destructive and inappropriate, you are pushing them away from you and you're not indulging in them and you're not acting on them. And he, and then the altar says that this is indeed, you are fulfilling the precept, which comes from Bamidbar and that, which we, uh, which we say every day in the Shema of, this is from Bamidbar chapter 15, verse 39, where we say, which literally means, and you should not follow after your heart and after your eyes by which you go astray. So we say this every day in the Shema and we, it's, it's basically a reminder to ourselves that our eyes and our heart are going to lead us astray. They're going to lead us in all kinds of different directions, but we should not let them lead us astray. We should take control over them. And then the altar says, this is not talking about the tzaddikim because we know that tzaddikim, if, if this were to happen to them, they would be really gone astray. You know, this would be like really not good if, if tzaddikim were to have these thoughts. Why? Because we learned previously that tzaddikim have uh, gotten to the point where they have actually for all intents and purposes, either banish their animal soul from within them or transform to the animal soul within them. So real tzaddikim are not going to be having these kind of thoughts, you know, but us as Benanim, so the Alter River says it's not talking about these kind of tzaddikim, God forbid, but rather it's talking about Benanim or those kind of people. So while we can't say that we are Benanim, if you want to know what the definition of a Benani is, go back. And I, I talked about it in a previous episode, but basically a Benani is something that we are all striving to be. It's the type of person who may not um, have total control over their impulses and like the initial thoughts that come up in their minds and they may still have desires for things that aren't good for them but they have the ability to control themselves and not act upon them and not indulge them and this is what we're all striving to be and this is something that we all can be so this is who the ultra is talking about here and he's saying that these kind of people us regular folk so to speak who are not in the category of tzaddikim when these thought these these thoughts fall upon them, them. And the altar of says, he explicitly says here that are erotic in nature. So that's really the biggest temptation that tends to come up is like sexual kind of thoughts, whether they are permissible about permissible acts or non-permissible acts. So that whole domain really just like such a powerful force of sexuality, which that's a topic for another time. But why is it that it can lead to so much destruction? Because it actually is has a lot of power to it and can be something very holy but so when a person gets these kind, kind of thoughts and then they push them out of their mind then the person is fulfilling this precept of like do not stray after your heart and your eyes and then the altar of here cites the gemara in kiddushin page 39b where which teaches there anybody who sits and does not do a transgression is rewarded as if they actually did a mitzvah. So meaning to say that you would think like not doing something, not acting on something, like you're not really doing anything. So it's like, that's what it's, it's like a passive kind of thing. But the altar is saying that the mere act of refraining from something is a, a positive, is a proactive action. And thus you can get rewarded for this proactive, this as if you were doing something actually proactive. And thus you should actually be really, really happy in the fact that you kept this precept and that you didn't transgress. Just as happy as you would be if you were to actually 
physically actually positively do a mitzvah like proactively do a mitzvah so that is the end of the section for today so just to give a little recap again so what we've learned today is that first of all our initial thoughts that arise in our mind are not in our control we these thoughts fall upon us so to speak so it's something that just they come to us anytime any place and it can happen to everybody and it most probably does happen to everybody uh or it does happen to everybody except for tzaddikim let's say and then the second thing that we learned is that just because you're having these thoughts it doesn't mean that you need to indulge them it doesn't mean that you mean that you need to act upon them and it also doesn't mean that you are a horrible person because you have these thoughts because having these thoughts is very normal it's very human it's god created us with this ability to have these thoughts uh and in fact not only should it not make you sad and bring you down but it should actually give you a cause to celebrate because if you have these thoughts and you don't indulge in them and you don't act on them and you you repress them that you have actually done something really amazing you've taken control of yourself and this is something which is equal in measure to actually doing something positive the mere act of not doing there's this phrase that phrase that i've heard maybe you've heard it too where it says don't just do something stand there <laughs> you know like sometimes not doing anything is really the best course of action and can be really considered just as powerful as acting. So sometimes the mere act of not indulging in your thoughts, in your impulses, is just as powerful as actually doing something in a more overtly active kind of way. So I hope that was insightful and we're gonna continue along these lines tomorrow and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.